listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Morning, family. Can you please uh, just greet the family member that you are seated with? Turn to your right and just tell that person, good morning, fam. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just make sure that that person feels at home. And speaking of family, we just want to welcome part of our global family. Uh, Pastor Lito Moldes and Ellen are here from our church in Armenia. Would you kindly just stand up and your entire family? Can we just give them a hand, a round of applause? They are our missionaries. Keep standing, okay? They are missionaries to Armenia, and uh, we've been supporting them from uh, our church. And at the same time, Pastor Lito has been uh, an old-time friend and my former office mate back when I was not yet still in the full-time ministry. And now God has also uh, allowed him to answer the call of God in the mission field. He served also in Afghanistan uh, for I don't know how many years. Uh, and now they're in, in Armenia. And I'm not, I'm not sure if you have heard. And they're also, you came from Israel as well, right? Uh, and also um, now there's like a tension in uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan uh, as we speak. So um, uh, just before they leave, uh, maybe in a few days, can we just uh, pray for them? And uh, we're standing with them as a church uh, for God's protection, anointing upon them. And even as the team there also in Armenia together with Pastor Sam and Merli Jose also who came from our church here in Alabang. Uh, serves with the same team in our Armenian church. Can we just extend our hands towards them right now? Father, thank you so much for this precious family. Thank you for Pastor Lito and Ellen and their kids. And Lord, it's the calling of God upon their lives. Father God, we see a family, Lord God, who has obeyed your call. Just like Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, when you said to leave your country, to leave your father's household, and go to a land I will show you. And Armenia has been that next land after Afghanistan, after Israel. You brought them there. I pray, God, that you would bless the work of their hands. And I pray that you would also, these remaining days here in the Philippines, may you also refresh them. I pray, God, that you would constantly watch over them, protect them from any sickness in the name of Jesus. We declare the blessing of God upon their lives. And I thank you, Lord God, that Lord, Lord, may signs and wonder follow the preaching of your word as they go back to Armenia and establish the church there with Pastor Sam. And I thank you for your anointing upon them and also for your protection. Even the conflict there right now, we just lift up to you, the nation of Armenia, Lord God, and even Azerbaijan. May you bring peace in that situation, because you are the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. And Amen. Can we give them a hand? Make sure that if you can have the time to meet them after the service, it will be great, okay? Pray for them, uh, handshake with them, bless them, give them some moolah if you want. And, uh, you know, we've been supporting them uh, financially as well from this church. And so thank you so much. You guys are heroes there on that side of the world. All right, once again, welcome to church. And uh, how many of you are so happy that you are in church today? Uh, and come on, give the Lord a praise for that. You know, it's, um, it's always a privilege every time we gather together as, uh, as a people of God and you know, this is not just something that we do as a duty or an obligation, but we come here because we're excited to see our brothers and sisters uh, serving the Lord and, you know, just going ahead 
uh, advance in the kingdom of God wherever you are. You don't have to be a full-time pastor like me to advance the kingdom of God. How many of you are employees? Please raise your hand. Your employees or your business owners are in the marketplace. Please raise your hand. How many of you know that God will use you as well to advance the kingdom of God there? Amen. And if you are students, how many of you are students? Young and active. Z, how many of you are the Gen Z generation here? Please raise your hand. Yung iba nakikizina rin. Ako na rin, pastor. X tayo, X. But the Z, you know, if you are a student, guess what? God wants to use you as young as you are in making an impact in your campus. Amen. And, you know, this year, we have finally opened the doors for the campus face-to-face. And I'm not sure if that's good news for the young people, but the parents are kind of like... Uh, uh, a little bit scared, but you know what? God will take care of our children. Amen. And our campus missionaries, John, Lori, and the rest are excited because they want to partner with us as well in making sure that we are discipling our young generation in order for them to be able to fulfill God's uh, call in their life. Okay? And so we are on our third uh, series. Uh, sorry, third, what do you call it? Third uh, installment of our series. So as we are... You probably notice in the back, no? uh, you know, our, our theme is actually walk the talk. And we're talking about Psalm 119. And it's actually a journey on the longest chapter in the Bible. Not only in the Old Testament, but also in the entire scripture. Okay, the longest chapter, 176 verses. Uh, and it's divided into 22 parts. Don't worry, we're not going to go through 22 weeks talking about this, but we are merely just taking about six weeks and talking about the importance of God's Word in our hearts. Now, how many of you uh, know that last week we talked uh, We talked about uh, Apple launched their latest, I'm not sure if you've heard of this, uh, you're excited, iPhone 14. I have an older iPhone, but I don't mind Okay, using the same iPhone because uh, how many of you know that many times they only just have minor upgrades and they let you spend uh, you know more because they want to get new customers and you know gone are the days when a cell phone how many of you has a self have a cell phone please raise your hand you have a cell phone okay I think that's about 90 plus percent of us if not 100 percent Gone are the days when we use our cell phones merely for calling or texting. How many of you still do that now? Okay, you use your cell phone for texting or calling family or friends, right? But nowadays, we use our cell phone for reading books, listening to music, reading the news, taking pictures. Watching videos, making and editing videos. Do you do that? Play video games. Look at the person beside you. Nakapag Dota ka na ba? Or ano ba yung mga bago ngayon? ML. Okay. Okay. Augmented reality is part of that. If you want to buy, for example, a product from Amazon and you don't know how it looks like on your table, you can actually just click that and then. Put the phone on front of your table, and there you go. You'll actually see it, how it would look like when it's delivered to your place from a phone. Emailing. You, do you still do email? <laughs> you can, your phone can do emailing, keeping your calendar and appointment, create and edit documents, scan documents. You don't need a Xerox 
machine anymore. Scan it, keep it there, send it out. Do to-do list, online shopping. How many of you do this pretty regularly? Huh? Nine nine. And dami na add to cart at naklik to buy. Sending a gift. Checking the weather. Online banking. How many of you transfer funds? You pay, you know, bills through that. You invest in crypto through your phone. Connecting to friends. Reserving a hotel or Airbnb. Booking a flight to Korea. (laughs) Or lining up in the embassy for like a day or two. Reserving online visa appointment, checking your sleep data. I do that. I try to find out what's my REM, rapid eye movement. How much deep sleep I got the day before. Health data, fitness partner, family locator, finding a partner. (laughs) Watching a TV series on Netflix or HBO Go or whatever, Prime, Amazon. Or even reading the Bible. Hmm. Yes. So many uses of these devices today will be, actually be, you know, appreciated. But how many of you know that this device would probably be obsolete in the next five, ten years? And we don't know how the new phone would look like. Maybe you'll put it on your forehead already. Or I don't know. Chip, not the one chip, hopefully not, okay? Or maybe just like this, you know? They actually now have Amazon Echo glasses you put on, and then you actually talk to the glasses, and then you say, Am- uh, Alexa, uh, Alexa, whatever, and so, on, and so on and so forth. Basically, technology changes our life. Technology changes our life, and you know, I hope that we will not get so used to technology because how many of you know that technology mimics human personal interaction? Technology would try to personalize things, but how many of you know that we are persons or human beings, right? And we need this face-to-face uh, actual human interaction, Technology has actually been advancing, but yet many people are still unhappy. Some of them are depressed, some are wanting, some are unsatisfied, and some are even lonely. Now, why is that? In the the day and age when everything seems to be provided for, you know, we see that there is still a huge hole in our hearts, a vacuum that only God can fill. You know, we are humans. Look at the person beside you. That's a human being, not a human doing, right? We're human beings. Even before doing anything, we're humans. God called us, and God made us uh, in His image. We're called to be like God, amen? And we're longing for the things of God. This is why we're talking about God's Word, amen? Because how many of you know that God's Word will never be obsolete, I mean, it's been here for thousands of years. This book that we have has been written by 40 different authors in a span of 1,400 years in different 
languages in different era and generation, and yet there's one author, and that is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And even if Isaiah, who lived 800 years before the actual birth of Christ, every single prophecy that he has written has come to pass when Jesus was born. And I believe that this particular book that we have right now is not an ordinary book. Let's not treat this like a comic book or like, uh, you know, a nice uh, nonfiction, you know, storytelling time for the kids, you know. I believe that we all love the story of, you know, uh, David and Goliath. But how many of you know that that is a real story? The story of the garden when God created, uh, uh, you know, man and woman, Adam and Eve, that is a real story. It's not a myth. Si malakas at si maganda yun myth yun. When he came out of the bamboo. I'm not sure if the young people still know that. But these things written here are actual stories. Because there is power in the word of God. Amen. There's power in the word of God. Come on now. You know, I... I was talking earlier to uh, the mom of John, and I asked for permission to share this. And she was just so ecstatic. She's one of our ushers. Uh, to the Jane, where are you? And she's one of the ushers in the back. And so she said, Pastor, I have great news for you. I am now cancer-free. You know, it's amazing. You know, I, this, and she said this, I've been battling this cervix cancer for the past six months, uh, more than six months. And I got treatment only for this year. I went through chemo. I went through radiation. And yesterday, I got my PET scan. And the doctor declared, I am cancer-free. Amen. They prayed. They believed for healing. And they believed in miracles. How many of you know that God can still do miracles nowadays? Amen. What's your problem? (laughs) That's not a sarcastic question. What is our problem? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? The question is none. God can definitely move on our behalf. eh? Because there's power in the word of God. God's word has power inherent in it. When you declare the word of God. When you declare healing upon a person. Guess what? There's power in those spoken words. And if you stand on that promise. If you stand on that truth. Guess what? God will hear it. And he will answer it. Amen. Let's not question that anymore. Because how many of us know that God is a faithful God? The word of God will never be obsolete. Amen. There's one French philosopher by the name of Voltaire who said this. You know, give it 100 years. In his voluminous writings against Christianity and the Bible predicted in 1776. 100 years from my day, there will not be a Bible on earth except one. That is looked upon by an antiquarian curiosity seeker or in the museum. He's declared that back in 1700s. In 1764, he wrote, The Bible, that is what fools have written, what imbeciles commend, what rogues teach, and young children are made to learn by heart. But guess what? Only 58 years after his death, he's, just, he's actually predicting 100 years. The Bible will be obsolete. But 58 years after his death, the former home of Voltaire in Geneva, Switzerland, 
served as a storehouse for Bibles and gospel tracts. While the Evangelical Society of Geneva did not actually purchase the house, the president of the society by the name of Henry Tronchin resided in the house and used some of the rooms to store Bibles which Voltaire so vehemently opposed and prophesied Christianity's downfall. How ironic is the twist of providence. Amen. Come on now. Because the Bible is still alive today. And that's the reason why we celebrate the Word. As the people of God, we live by the Word. We walk the talk. And hopefully, we talk about our walk. And that's our topic today. Speaking the Word. Don't just be a secret agent, M16007 Christian, that in your office, nobody knows, Ah, Christiano ka pala? Nagulat pa? Because they don't see it, they don't feel it. How many of you know that Christianity has to be felt? It has to be lived out. Not only are we to declare it, it has to be lived out. But many times, we live it silently, but we don't declare it. We gotta live we got to speak it, we got to walk the talk, and we got to talk about our walk. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. This is actually the sixth segment of uh, Psalm 119, and we're now talking about the Hebrew letter Wow, or how do you pronounce it? Vav. Everybody say Vav. Vav. Because Wow, W is actually pronounced as V in Hebrew. Okay? It's like Volkswagen. Hindi Volkswagen, Volkswagen, yeah. So it's wow. So we're going to be looking at uh, this particular section, which is uh, Psalm 119 verses one, uh, 41 to 48. Let's all stand up right now and open our Bible to Psalm 119 verse 41 to 48 as we give reverence to God's word. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I shall, then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. I will keep your law continually forever and ever, and I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before the kings and shall not be put to shame. For I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statutes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's all pray. Father, thank you so much once again for the gift that you have given to the church, the Bible. The Word of God, the living Word of God, lived out by Jesus Himself, the living Word. And we thank you for this opportunity once again to learn today. I pray, God, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better today and how we are to live out the Word and how to be bold and confident in declaring it everywhere we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. All right, so, you know, as you talk about the word, I realize that words are revelators. Everybody say revelators. 
words are revelators. They actually, you know, reveal who we are as a person. You're actually revealed. You reveal yourself by the way you talk. You know, a person, for example, I'm not sure if you're an optimist or a pessimist, but actually you don't even have to ask. A person who is always positive would actually blurt out things that are positive. Very hopeful. You know, if you see a half-filled glass, is it half-filled or half-empty? You always see an opportunity in every problem, okay? You know, it reveals the type of person that we are by the words that we speak. In fact, in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it says, A good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces what? Good. And an evil person out of the evil treasure produces what? Evil. So a good tree will produce good fruit. A mango tree will produce mango. It will never produce apple. And an evil tree will actually produce evil fruit. And it will be revealed by the way a person speaks. So it doesn't take much for you to know and discern what kind of person we are. My question is, what's in our heart? The Bible says, for out of the abundance, everybody say abundance. <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. In our hearts are treasures. It's either evil treasures, you know, what's your treasure in your heart? Good treasure in our heart? Or evil treasure in our heart? My question for us today is, what fills your heart? Look at the person beside you. BTS ba? <laughs> what fills our heart? Negative thoughts? High gas prices? Okay. Tasa naman ang dollar? Wow, baba ng peso? I don't know how, many, how much it is right now. 57, 58? Okay. Is our heart filled with hate? Is it filled with bitterness? Is it filled with worry? Is it filled with materialism? Is it filled with lust? Is it filled with anger or rage? What is there in our hearts? Doubt, worries, you know, fear the future? Or is your heart filled with hope? Is it filled with love? Is it filled with gratitude? How many of you are grateful that you woke up this morning? Yes. Praise God. I mean, that's something that we can celebrate. Amen. The fact that we have breath in our lungs. I said, Lord, salamat, thank you so much that I am alive today. And so we are celebrating that. You know, what is in our heart? And I hope that we will fill our uh, hearts with the Word of God. That's why last week we talked about that we are to store the Word in our hearts. And guess what? After storing it in our hearts and after meditating it day and night, guess what? It's imperative that it will come out. From your heart through your mouth. Because what you're storing in your, in your heart always comes out there. That's why be careful what you watch. Be careful. Be careful what you read. Be careful of what you are listening to. In verse 1, oh sorry, verse 41, it says, Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord. I mean, this is from the ESV version. In the, uh, in the New King James Version, it talks about, Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation 
to your word. When you talk about mercies, when you talk about steadfast love, it comes from the Hebrew word hesed, which means covenantal faithfulness. Another theologian was talking about a covenantal loyalty. Not our loyalty to God, but our God's loyalty to us. How many of you know that God is loyal to his people? God is faithful to his covenant with his people. Hesed, loving kindness. In fact, the picture of this hesed is said to be, it's, kind of, it's like, you know, you are out under the heat of the sun in summer and then you went inside a nice air-conditioned room. Or maybe you're out there in the sun and then somebody gave you a nice halo-halo. How many of you know that is refreshing? Hesed, it's a crude picture, but yet I believe that Hesed is something that we need to thank God for. In fact, one picture of Hesed, it says in New King James Version, it's called mercies. Everybody say mercies. Do you notice that the mercies here is in plural form? And it's not just a single mercy that God's giving to us today. Guess what? When you wake up today in the morning, God gives us mercies that are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. His mercies never run out. Amen. The picture is like a stack of pancakes. Okay, tagalogin na natin. Parang pianono. Patong patong na tinapay. Parang ganon. Okay, that's the mercy of God. Picture that. And when we fall short before the Lord, we need the mercies of God. And God covers us. God forgives. God makes us blameless. God makes us pure once again. And guess what? After a while, sometimes you get tempted. Boom, you fall. How many of you know the mercies of God are there again? To lift you up, to make you new. Because they are new every morning. Amen. It never runs out. He said. And that's the reason why, wow. How come we can't talk about the word of God? You know, how many of you have eaten in a nice restaurant and you can't stop talking about that? Right? You know, maybe for the Z's, you know, my, 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 my children love going to Yushuken. Okay? Mmm. It's a good, good lunch later, okay? You know, Yushoken is... For those ramen lovers, Yushoken is... We love Yushoken. We love Tantan Men. We love that kind of ramen. We love slurping it to the last drop, right? And... And we love talking about it. We love talking about it even with my, you know, with my office mate uh, or co-pastors from the other parts of, of, of the city in Metro Manila, you talk about, have you tried Yushuken? No, not yet. It's better than ramen in Japan. I'm not sorry for the Japanese. But I've been to Japan. I've tasted the ramen in Japan. Nothing like Yushuken. Really. Anyway, I tried Ichiran. I tried... Anyway, so let's stop talking about ramen today. I'm getting hungry. But why is this? What's my point? I can't stop talking about that because I love it. But guess what? When you love something, like for example, if you love your wife or when you love your kids, you can't stop talking about them. And the Word of God has said, the, the loving kindness of God, the mercies of God is there every morning. Why can't we talk about that every day? 
and thank God for His mercies. Again, what comes out of our mouth? Is it fear or faith? You know, going back to this scripture, it says here, you know, uh, let your love, faithful love, come to me. Your salvation, according to your promise. When you talk about the salvation, this is not talking about our salvation nowadays. When you talk about the spiritual salvation. The psalmist during this time was probably going through a deep trouble. Maybe some people are after him. Or maybe he's actually, you know, some, you know there are uh, people who want to kill him. Or maybe he's in a war. How many of you have been in that kind of a trouble? Like a physical trouble or maybe health or maybe, you know, deep trouble, okay? And so what he's asking is, Lord, give your salvation according to your word. He's crying out for God's actual physical salvation. Just like what happened to Tita Jane. Salvation. You know, how many of you have gone to that point wherein you are at the verge of almost giving up? Anybody here? Can you please raise your hand if you have been there? Gusto ko nang Lord, hold on to me, best. Lord. It's God who's holding on to us. Guess what? We're not holding on to Him. He's the one holding us by the power of His Word and His tender kindness and loving mercies. Amen. Praise God. Don't ever give up. Look at the person beside you. You may sing that TikTok song. Again, what comes out of our mouth? Is it fear or is it faith? Proverbs 18.21 talks about death and life are in the power of the word or the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. And, you know, that's why James was giving us also a warning that our tongue is like a rudder in a ship. That though this is a small organ found inside our mouth, life and death are in it. You speak life every day or you speak death every day. That's why be careful what you say. When you wake up in the morning and you feel a lump in your back, Allah cancer. You know, said, Diniklir, Tinanggap, Inamen, Ayun. Or, Alay, 50 plus lang. You know, I, I don't know what you're going through right now. But be careful of how you say it. Be careful of your words. You can actually speak your destiny. In fact, I was listening to a podcast that talks about what's next. And what this author is saying is, we don't have to figure out our whole life. We just have to figure out what's next. Because how many of us know that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord? And all you got to figure out is, Lord, I don't know the future, but I know you hold my future. And so what am I supposed to do now? Ask the Lord, what's my next step? 
Boom. How many of you know that is easy? And when you talk about the next step, that next step ought to be a good step. Because you're asking, Lord, guide me, help me. And I'm declaring right now that by the power of the Lord, I'm going to take the right step. Don't try to figure out. And what, you know, that's why we, we got to be careful. You know, you might be in trouble right now. You might be financially strapped. You might be, you know, your, your marriage might seem to be being in a difficult situation. Maybe your kids are not serving the Lord. Maybe your business is in trouble. My question is, what's the confession of your mouth? How do you declare it? Tinanggap po na ba? Lord, wala na, patay na. Yari na. Well, so be it. <laughs> if you speak it, you say it, you believe it, that settles it. But what's the confession of our mouth? Your words will de- determine the direction of your life. Again, it's not our job to figure out our life. God's going to take care of that. Our job is just to obey God. Three quick things about what we have read earlier. We're talking about protection of God's word. Amen. How many of you know God will protect us? His word will guide us. His word will protect us. In verse 42 to 43, it says, Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. And this is talking about people who are after the psalmist. Somebody who's taunting him. Somebody who's after him. And he said in verse 43, And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. Lord, in the midst of all my troubles, let the word still be kept in my mouth. Don't take it out. Because my hope is where? In your rules. And you talk about rules, statutes, ordinances, talking about the word of God. Different names of the word of God, the promises of God. And the psalmist is saying, Lord, when I go into trouble, don't let your words depart from my May I declare positive things still. During that time. And we may fall into trouble from time to time. When you experience hardship, who do you turn to? Hopefully God. Hopefully the word of God. Amen. The psalmist always turns to God every time he goes into trouble. I remember the story of King Jehoshaphat when he, in 2 Kings chapter, sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 rather, and he was facing a, a vast army of uh, Moabites and Ammonites and all the ites. Uh, he's kind of like outnumbered. And he's feeling it as the king. And then he's looking at his army. When they go face to face, he's probably going to be defeated. But instead of him panicking, this is what he said. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. Oh, our God. Will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We don't know what to do. How many of you declare that every day? I don't know what to do. It's okay to say that. We don't know what to do. But then he said this statement. But our eyes are on you. Amen. I mean, where do you focus your attention every single day? Where do you find peace? You know, in the midst of all the things and the troubles that we are going through, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, He is the unshakable rock on which we stand. Amen. We don't know what to do. Lord, I don't know what to do with my business. Lord, I don't know what to do with my situation. I don't know what to do with my deadline. I don't know what to do with my test. No, you study, okay, for your test. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do. 
But my eyes are on you. Not on your seatmate, okay? But my eyes are on you, Lord. Help me, God. Help me. And then he declared in verse 15, And then he said, with the emphasis on he said, he didn't complain. He declared. He said this, Listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, the, 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 pre, the, the, the prophet, Thus saith the Lord to you, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours but God's. Amen. The battle is not ours. You only have to watch. You only have to step aside and say, God, this is your battle. I don't know what to do. But my eyes are on you. Lord, I got this cancer. I don't know what to do. But my eyes are on you. Quit fighting God's battle as your battle. Because that is the battle of the Lord. Amen. Your battle is a battle of faith. Your battle is a battle of believing God's word. Your battle is a battle of stand, on standing on God's promises and not making discarte. Many times, when, what we're doing is we're digging our own hole and we're jumping into that same hole because we're trying to figure things out. We're trying to solve our problems. We're in, that's not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. Amen. All you got to do is to believe in God's word because God's word will protect us. When you see, uh, receive a medical report from your doctor about your health, look to God. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. When you look at your bank account in your, in your last resource, I don't know what to do, Lord, but my eyes are on you. You know, some people actually are not afraid of the end of the world. They're afraid at the end of the month. Kasi wala The bills are piling up. Tapos kumana ka pa ng 9-9. Wala akong pambayad, pero kailangan. I need it. I like. Praying for a job. I don't know what to do. My eyes are on you. Praying for marriage. I don't know what to do. My eyes are praying for your children to change. You know, it's not your job to change them. It's the Holy Spirit's job to change us, our children, our wife, our husband. The battle is the Lord's, not ours. Amen. How many of you know that is easy? That is easy. You know, when I say, Lord, hindi ko talaga alam eh. I can't figure things out. You know, we went, we went through the pandemic. I mean, you didn't know about whatever, what to do. You didn't know about the vaccine initially. You didn't know about, you know, all the masks and the shield you have to, to put on and all the PPEs. How many of you know that that is over? Praise God. You know, that we are, I think we're now on our post-crisis mode. Protection of God's word. And then we talk about the power of God's word. And there are situations that are bigger than us. Okay? And I believe that we need to just constantly remind ourselves that, Lord, this word is alive. This word is powerful. This word is effective in transforming me. And when I believe it, when I declare it, guess what? God's working on our behalf, even if you don't sense it, even when you don't see it. 
at the background, guess what? Providentially, God is already moving. Remember the story of Abraham when he was walking up that mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac? And Isaac was asking, Dad, the wood is here, the fire is here, but where is the lamb? What did Abraham say? The Lord will provide. And then he was looking at his son, wink, wink. <laughs> and then they went up. And while they're moving up, guess what? On the other side of the mountain, this ram was also, maybe lost, going up. Until he actually caught its you know, horns in the thicket. And that was exactly what the sacrifice was supposed to be. Even when you don't see it and sense it, God is moving on your behalf. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Don't strive anymore. Just believe and trust. Verse 44 and verse 45, it says, I will keep your law continually forever and ever, and I shall walk in a wide place. When you talk about walking in a wide place, it's about talking uh, about freedom. That God's word is liberating. When you talk about a wide place, you know, imagine a, uh, a wide field, okay? Uh, and, you know, they, they, they went on and did an experiment about children. You know, they let the children go out of the field to run as far as they can. And yet behind those fields was like cliffs. Guess what? The children only stayed near the house. But when the second day of the experiment, they actually did, they put fences around the field. It was wide until almost like the end of the cliff. And guess where the children are? Almost there at the tip of the fence because that's the boundary line that God has placed there. And guess what? God is not a killjoy. God wants to give us freedom and liberty. Amen. He wants to break our pattern of addiction and sins. And God has actually uh, allowed us to walk in a wide place. God, God's word frees us from any bondage that's holding us back. And my question for us this morning is, what is keeping us in prison? What's keeping us in bondage? Lusts, bitterness, rage, anger, lying, manipulation, gossiping. Marites ka ba? Look at the person beside you. Hindi naman, okay? Addiction to alcohol, substance, porn, bad habits. I mean, what is it that's imprisoning us? God wants to provide freedom. And the word of God will set us free. Amen. It's so powerful, it's actually transformative. And if there's any addiction that I want us to develop, it's the addiction to the word of God. It's not bad to be an addict. Just get the right substance. Ito yun, mga kapatid. If there's something that you will take into your system, may it be the word of God. Amen. This is what we have to be intoxicated with. God wants to set us free. In John chapter 8, we, we, we know this. For the sun sets, who the sun sets free. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free. Indeed. And I believe that when you have surrendered your life to the Lord, He's already gave you freedom from all those. And what you need to do is just to stand on God's promise and make sure that your life is consistent with the Word. 
when what you are doing is what you're declaring, let your, may, may you walk the talk. Ika nga, parang ganun. And may people see that uh, every single day in our lives. Amen. Be careful not to believe the lies of Satan. Satan uses words to discredit the word of God all the time. And so in Genesis chapter 3, for example, verse 1, how did Satan, you know, manipulate the word of God? The serpent was more, uh, the serpent was more, blah, blah. the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made, and he said he was questioning Eve about the commands of God to Adam and Eve, and he said, "Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden?" The way the enemy would come to us is to question the word of God inside of us. Did God actually say that you are to be pure and holy and wait for the right time before you get married to the right man? Did he actually say that? Did God actually say for you to do what is right when you treat your employees? Did God really say that you are to be faithful to but one wife and not commit any adultery? Did God really say that you are to, you know, not to commit murder? It's okay naman if you hate someone. It's okay if you hold them as a grudge. Bumawi ka na lang. Did God actually say that? Because many times, the word of God that is in our hearts is being questioned by the enemy. How do we counter that? Jesus defeated the devil through, still, the word of God. In Matthew 4, 4, he said, he answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. How do we counter the lies of the enemy? Same thing. Speak the word. Because the word is powerful. In, Matthew, uh, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, this is how we realize how powerful is our confession. Have faith. In God, Jesus answered. How many of you have faith in God? Have faith in God. Okay, that's great. We have faith. We believe. We talk about the word. We believe God's promise. But don't end there. And then he said this, verse 23. I tell you the truth. If anyone, what? Says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that he will, that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Believe in your heart. Speak the word of God. Believe. You speak. Now I don't want you to go. And look at your wallet. And declare. Magkakalaman ka rin. <laughs> you know that's weird. Okay. I'm not talking about name it, claim it. Or blab it, grab it. Okay. I'm not talking about that kind of Christianity. I'm talking about you know. What's the context of this? I mean, if, if God wants to speak in your heart, okay, I want you to, you know, if there's a, for example, if there's, if there's an open door in your company and God wants you to minister, believe in your heart, okay, Lord, I think that you will open the door for me to minister. Remove the mountain. Remove any obstacles. Okay, I'm declaring it right now, Lord, remove the mountain so that I can declare your word freely in my company. It's not for us. It's for the people around us. Amen. Don't just use this promise selfish, uh, selfishly. Yes, God wants to provide for us. That's already a given. 
You are already blessed. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you are blessed already. You are blessed already. My question is, will you pass the blessing that you receive from God to others? Receive the blessing. No question about that. Yes, we're going through struggles. Believe for God for the miracles. But at the same time, go ahead and speak the mountains and God will use us wherever we are. As I end, we got to proclaim the word of God every single time. I will also speak, verse 46, of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. Joseph did that to the Pharaoh. Daniel did that to the kings that he served. Paul did that before the Roman, uh, you know, and before the, the Sanhedrin. Jesus did that before Pontius Pilate. There would be opportunities for us to speak before influential people and stand up for what we believe. Amen. We're to speak the word. We're to speak our testimonies before kings because God will protect us and we will not be put to shame. Amen. And I believe that God will give you an opportunity wherever you are to declare God's word uh, in your workplace or even in your own home. Maybe you're the only Christian in your own house. What do you do? Do you hide it or do you declare it? My prayer is that God will give us the confidence and the boldness to speak the word of God wherever we are. Verse, um, uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their what? Testimony. What is your testimony? What is your story? Are you able to say a testimony of the Hesed? Of God, the goodness of God in your life. I believe that there is at least one thing that you can tell the person around you today about God's faithfulness in the past week, as, as John was mentioning, has said, God's been good to us. What's your testimony? And my next question is, is your testimony credible? Because many times, pa praise the Lord, praise the Lord tayo, but our walk is not consistent with our talk. What is our testimony? When people say, and when people hear us saying our testimony, will they actually believe us because, you know, you're a Christian? Yes, I believe you. You're consistent. You have a standard. Declare it. I remember a story of this young girl who was being bullied. Uh, back in the day, I think in the early 90s, in her college, because she has not given up her virginity. And, you know, her classmates, people around her has basically said, that's normal, you know, you are just so old-fashioned. And so she is being taunted. She finally got tired of it, stood up in the group and said, you know what, I can be like you anytime I want. But I chose to honor God with my life. And I will never give in and lose my virginity just for that until that altar call. I'm in that altar time, and I'm going to give my, my life to my husband. Stand up for what you have. And I believe that you are proclaiming God's uh, word through your life. Verse 47, as I prepare to close. For I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. Sorry. You know, may we find pleasure. Uh, in God's word, and I said earlier, right? when you have, you know, when you delight in something, you can't, you can stop speaking about it, and uh, it's because we love it, right? 
next is in verse 48, it says, I will lift up my hands toward your commands, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. And I want to end with this. You know, God is worthy. He is eternal. He is full of love and mercies. He has his said for all of us. And I will lift up my hand toward his commands. And I believe that his commands are not burdensome. When you talk about God's word, God's word is not something that is a burden on us. God's word is life for us. The Bible says that if you love God, you will obey his commands. And I believe that if you love your parents, you will obey them. If you love your wife, you will protect her. If you love God, you will obey his commands. You know, the picture here is, I will lift up my hands toward your commandments. But the reality is God's reaching out to us and helping us fulfill the commands through his son, Jesus Christ. And as I end, I'd like to call the music team here on stage. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 talks about this. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate on it day and night. Don't let it depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. For then you will make your way, what? Prosperous, and then you will have good success. You want to be prosperous? You want to be successful? Just continue to obey the plan of God for you. Meditate on the word. Don't let the word of God depart from your mouth. Speak it nourish it, read it, study it, meditate on it, memorize it, store it in your heart so that when that time comes, in times of weakness, that word will sustain us. Our love for God's word will enable us to speak it in every situation. Amen. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victorialamang.church.